0: Hello, and welcome to the Eden Chapel Daily Devotional Podcast. My name is Luke Fall. I have the privilege of being a member here at Eden Chapel. And today, we're going to discuss Leviticus chapters 16, 17, and 18. Now, if you all have been following along, you guys know that the book of Leviticus can be somewhat dry, it pertains to the laws that was prescribed to that were prescribed to Israel the nation of Israel from God or by God after they were rescued from slavery and captivity in ancient Egypt in the days of the wilderness now the day of atonement deals like we've discussed previously in other chapters with different sin offerings and burnt offerings but this is different because this was a day that all of Israel were to afflict themselves, as we, as we see in, in verse 29, and that is essentially uh, a, a humbling of oneself um, and an inward reflection of the nation, uh, similar to, to repentance. And it was on this day that the, the high priest would go into the most holy place and offer sacrifices that would atone for the sins of Israel for the, for the year and this is the this is the instruction for just how God has prescribed uh, this approach to be especially after we see the the occasion's death of uh, Nadab and Abihu uh, very clearly here there is uh, much needed instruction for how Aaron or the high priest were to go about um this very sacred ritual so we first see here that Aaron is to first make atonement for himself. He is to offer a sin offering of a bull, and then he is to offer a ram for the burnt offering. And after Aaron has done that, he's put on the the linen robes, the linen garments of the high priest to enter into the most holy place, which was only worn on this day, only to go into the most holy place only on that day of the year. And then from here, we see Aaron is to take two goats from the nation and to cast lots for both of them. One of them is to be casted a lot for as a sin offering, and the other is other's lot will be for that of Azazel, which roughly translates to the scapegoat. And this would be the goat that actually atones for the nation's sin. So the first goat is offered in the most holy place, and we see that that blood is to, to purify the the tabernacle. And then after that, we see this very surreal picture of Aaron imparting the sin of the nation onto the other goat, which is then sent off into the wilderness. And if you read this and think, Think of the likeness of, of Christ, the reminiscence of Christ on the cross and his sacrifice. That is, it is a very clear picture of just that. That Christ, similar to the goat that was the Azazel, our sin was imparted onto Christ and then Christ was sacrificed so that our sin would be atoned for just in the same way that the Azazel goat was sent into the wilderness carrying off the sin of Israel and the nation for the year. And if we see this, it, this is just another clear example, similar to what Pastor Aaron had mentioned in previous episodes. Uh, even though the Levitical laws can be quite dry, this is really just an outflow of God's kindness to the nation of Israel. After all, this was a day that was meant to atone for Israel, uh, it was meant to give them away. To God, because if you all remember, God had had promised fellowship and to dwell among them after bringing them out of the land of Egypt, and so He did this because He loves them. And without this instruction, we see just like what happened to Nadab and Abihu, that in their subsequent deaths, when they entered into the place wrongly, the most holy place wrongly. Um, We see that that's no longer an issue uh, because God has so graciously offered um, the instructions for the Day of Atonement. Now, moving on to to chapter 17, this chapter deals deals with or prescribes the instruction of the the handling of animals, um, specifically beginning with the reminder that the blood of slain animals should be brought to the Lord as a sacrifice. And we see that in verse 7, that, that one of the main reasons for actually the prescription of these laws is really to prevent idolatry, specifically um, idolatry of goat demons, which was common of the land at that time. However, there is also um, this underlying reason, this underlying tone. And if you all remember, it almost is reminiscent of Genesis chapter 9 when it talks about the shedding of blood. What we see here in, in Leviticus 17, verses 11 through 14, that uh, as it says, the life of the animal is in its blood, uh, Israel should remember that the, the blood of an animal is, is God's gracious provision uh, for the blood atonement, So, like we already talked about with the Day of Atonement. And likewise, when an animal is slaughtered, um, anytime, whether it be in the camp or outside of the camp, Some of its blood should be brought to the tabernacle in order that it is uh, offered to God. We should remember that that all life belongs to God. And with the the life of the creature being represented by the blood, when the blood is sacrificed for someone of the nation of Israel, it is meant to, to be an atonement for them. Last we have chapter 18. We see Israel's call to holiness in this chapter and in subsequent chapters, but specifically in chapter 18 in the realm or in the grounds of of sexual behavior. It is further meant to safeguard against the pagan practices that were happening in in Egypt in the land of Canaan. In this chapter, we see a, a prohibition of a variety of sexual sins. Namely, we see incest, um, intercur- intercourse during during menstruation, um, adultery, bestiality, and, and homosexuality. Uh, really, the the bulk of this passage um, covers a lot of of uh, sexual sin related to, um, namely, incest. And this is a great reminder that the the nakedness of individual it is used in this. In this context, or as a euphemism referring to, to intercourse, um, but it is a reminder that the nakedness of an individual, it is it is not tied uh, only to that specific person. But we also, if you've been attending our Wednesday night studies studies through the Book of Genesis, we also see that um, the nakedness of a person is tied to this one flesh union that God has joined together in marriage. Uh, so, if you are married to your spouse and someone views that nakedness, they are also viewing the nakedness of of your spouse, he or she who God has has joined together with you in one flesh union. And out of that, too, uh, we also see, like, for example, in Genesis with Noah, when the sons see the nakedness of their father, uh, this also exposes um, the one flesh union that also has the familial bonds Tied to it, you know, the procreation purposes. So when, when one person views the nakedness of another, you are not only exposing their nakedness, but the nakedness of their spouse, and, and even that of the familial bonds that they share with with children and other members in their their family. And we should remember that in this chapter, uh, God cares very much about who we have, who we marry, and who we subsequently have have sex with. Uh, God, God made sex. It is good. It wasn't some uh, evil afterthought that was created by the devil. Um, God created it. He gave it to it as a as a good and gracious gift, and He knows how uh, we can best enjoy it in a way that is most glorifying to Him, enjoyable to us, and sustainable. And it is it is not in looking to to other things, to two dimensional images. It is not to. Incest within the family. Uh, to, to be incest is, is an, almost an inward collapse of trying to procreate within the family rather than, branch, rather than branching out. Um, and we also see things with like, bestiality. There, there can be no sort of, uh, of union between uh, a man and an animal. They just cannot share that intimacy. And, of course, homosexuality. Um, homosexuality, there cannot be the same intimacy between a man and a woman. Um, that if uh, a man and a man or somebody of the same sex tried tried to share, and God does this because again, he cares about who we marry and, and who we have sex with, and especially the nation of Israel at this time, He prescribed them to to only marry within the nation and and to marry within um, to marry within either um, the same tribe or other tribes of of Israel, but not to go outside outside the tribe. I thank you guys for joining me uh, this morning, this afternoon, this evening. Whenever you do your podcasting, uh, it's a, a pleasure to get to walk through the Word and the Bible with God's people in our church. Uh, please make sure that you share this on uh, whatever platform that you use to get your podcasts. Uh, we are very thankful for you, church. Thank you for your your faithfulness, and of course, we are thankful for God and His Scripture and that. It is as living and active today as it was uh, thousands of years ago when it was penned for us. So we wish you all well and we look forward to worshiping with, with you all later this week.